Well, hello there. This podcast episode is brought to you by It's Been a Long Week and It's Only Wednesday. Are you suffering from It's Been a Long Week and It's Only Wednesday? You and me both, sister. What to do about it? Here's what I plan to do. Walking down the hallways and seeing the beautiful mural that I hung up that's slowly sliding down the walls, I'm just going to slap on my blinders and pretend that I don't see that Thing because did I mention that it's been a long week and it's only Wednesday and mama is too tired to deal with that. Tomorrow is another day. So I hope that helps as you channel your way through. It's been a long week and it's only Wednesday. Thank you so much for being a proud sponsor. It's been a long week and it's only Wednesday. I hope that you don't return next week. Well, hey there. Welcome My name is Cassie Stevens, and today we're going to be talking about a school-wide collaborative that I just wrapped up. It's (laughs) been a minute that we've been working on this thing, but you know what? I'm giving myself a lot of grace this year because have you met 2020 or 2021? Yeah, so I'm taking it nice and slow. And I thought I would share with you the process of working through a school-wide collaborative. I actually have a couple of podcasts, I think, about this topic, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different route because I approached it differently this year. And I also have a ton of school-wide collaborative ideas and projects on my blog. So I'll make sure to... um, update a blog post about that soon so you can find all of those. But today I'm going to talk about the most recent one that we wrapped up, which is our It's a Wonderful World mural, which I always have to say really slowly because it's actually kind of tough to say it's a wonderful world. No, because I'm saying it wrong. Hello. It's what a wonderful world. There's just too many W's. I start to sound like Elmer Fudd. What, what, what? But I thought I would share with you the process of how we went about doing that this year. I decided to kick off the school year with a song that I thought would really strike a chord, not only for me and get me kind of motivated and feeling good and happy about the school year, um, as well as my students, and be something that would be uplifting for faculty and staff and everybody to see in the hallways at school. You know, going into this new school year, I was sharing this with my friend, my art teacher friend, Jen, the other day. She was over visiting and we were chatting. And she said to me, I felt like a first year teacher at the beginning of the school year. And I had been feeling the same way for the first full month of August. And even beyond that, we started on August 1st. And we've been teaching in person since August 1st. Um, I have felt like I had no idea what I was doing, much like my first year teaching. And she said something really interesting. She said, I felt like a first-year teacher, but a first-year teacher who should know better because she'd been teaching like for 15 years, and I've been teaching for, this is my 23rd year, I think. Does last year actually count? I'm saying it feels like 10 years, so it does. But with all that said, I knowing that I was going to be going into a year where so many things had big question marks hovering above them, I thought I'm at least going to try to keep a super positive or try attitude and kick things off with that song. And so that's why I picked What a Wonderful World. <laughs> there I go. I mean, I really have to pause before saying it by Louis Armstrong. The lyrics are beautiful and Um, When I settled upon that song, I decided to do a little bit of digging 
for videos and books to kind of use as reference to share with my students and to kind of get my wheels turning. So if you are thinking about creating a school-wide collaborative with your students, you of course can use that same song, hello, and you're more than welcome to use the ideas that I share on my blog, that's why I share. But let's say that you want to approach this because if you're like me, you wanna come up with your own ideas. What way can you approach this? So I'm gonna share with you some thoughts on that. So the first thing you'll wanna do is find a song that really resonates, not just with you, but with your students and with the folks who work in your building. That song for me meant a lot, and it's just such a beautiful and uplifting song that that's why it worked really well. But you might want to consider including, or really consider including the kids in on that decision, because a lot of my students had not heard that song before, We played it a lot in class, so we did end up learning the lyrics. Our sign language interpreters were teaching us how to sign the lyrics of the song. So it did start to mean something to us, but I had to really get a little, the buy-in was a little tough on the front end, just because they weren't familiar with the song. If it had been a song that Perhaps they'd already learned a music class or something that they really enjoy on the radio. Heaven forbid it be like something that has TikTok dance moves to it. Then I know that they would have been a lot more enthusiastic on the front end of it. Um, it, Like I said, it might even be a good idea to have the kids pick. And then if there's a couple of songs that you even have your faculty pick, could you then put it to a vote? Again, getting more of that student and then also faculty buy-in, getting a couple of songs, playing those songs for the kids during class, and then let them do a a secret vote or put it out there in a school-wide email to kind of see what people might be interested in having that song be. Another thing that you could do, I mentioned the music teacher, could you work with the music teacher? I know when I shared that I was doing What a Wonderful World with uh, my music teacher, she was really excited because she has a lesson that she can tie in with that. All of that would have been great had I approached her ahead of time, but I'm very, I'm very last minute. So you could go about it a little bit better than me and that you could even sit down with your music teacher and ask her or him what song they're working on or getting ready to do and have that be a collaboration that you guys could do together. One thing that my music teacher does do is she has our students write songs. And I thought, wow, maybe next year it can be a song that the kids write, that we use that as our theme for our collaborative. And of course, um, I don't know about you, Maybe this is something unique to my school, but my school actually has a school song. My other school that I taught at didn't. So when I came to my school and all of the kids knew the school song and knew just the lyrics of it, we sing it basically at every assembly. It's just so heartwarming because it talks about how great our school is and how much we're going to learn. And I'm, I'm just smiling really big just thinking about it. That song right there is 
definitely in the queue for me to do another collaborative. I'm actually really stoked for another project that we're going to be working on soon, hopefully in the spring, where our school song will be the theme for our collaborative. Okay, so once you've got your song picked out for your school-wide collaborative, then it's starting, now it's time to kind of think about how you can divide the song up into portions that your students are going to create artwork for. So for the What a Wonderful World mural, we just took the, I don't know the word for it, I meant to look it up. Is it like a stanza? That can't be right. That's It's not it. When it's like a set of lyrics before the chorus. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Somebody out there just said it out loud, like Dust Stevens, it's called XYZ. Well, Okay, so you take the XYZ, and that is your theme for one portion of your mural. So with that being said, I took the first portion of the song, I listened to it, and I kind of started sketching out some imagery that I thought would be a good way to showcase the lyrics of that song. And after I sketched it out, it was a tree with some flowers, and I started thinking, okay, who can create what? Who can make what component of this mural? My first graders, I decided, were going to make the flowers. The song speaks about flowers. My second graders were going to create the people saying hello. That's what it says in the song, people saying hello. And also, I decided to have them create little paintings that said hello in many different languages. At my school, we have children from all over the world, and we always want them to feel included. So that was another part of it. And just sit there, listen to the song, have a sketchbook out, and break the song up into bits and think about what beautiful imagery comes to your mind and how you can have your students' artwork help bring that imagery to life. And again, maybe have your students do that. Dim the lights have them close their eyes, and just have them listen to the song. And when that portion of the song is over or the whole song is over, have them very quietly, mindfully sketch out what came to mind to them. And then perhaps you can use that as your inspiration for your students to create the mural. Again, getting that buy-in from them Since I decided to kick off the school year with this, I didn't do as much of this digging in deep as I would have liked and as I plan to do in the future. So involve them in that kind of plotting and planning process. Once I was able to break it up and decide who was going to create what, then it was making time. And it's funny because since it was at the start of the school year, I didn't actually have my supply order in. I was running a little low on paper. And I decided that a lot of our artwork was then going to be created on paper plates. Paper plates, you can find them dirt cheap. You can find tons of them. And we used it to make the first grade flowers, the second grade faces, the signs that said um, different languages. I even used it to make a sun and a moon in the mural. And what um, 
what I loved about that was that we had tons of them to work from and it was inexpensive. And because it's a paper plate and it has the edge that lifts up a little bit, it adds a little bit of a three-dimensional quality to the mural. What I should have mentioned a long time ago, like at the very beginning of this podcast, is that you can find all of the imagery that I'm speaking of, the entire tour, in fact, of this mural over on my blog and on my YouTube channel. Um, it's just called the What a Wonderful World Mural, and you can take a peek there. I, I mean, I'm giving you so many visual ideas, I can't believe I failed to tell you where you can actually go to see it. Once all the pieces of the mural were complete, what I like to do when I'm making a big mural like this is be able to attach the artwork to a giant bulletin board piece of paper. So once my students were finished, my youngest of students, my kindergarten and first graders, we had what we call a painting party. I went and got a large sheet of bulletin board paper that could completely cover their tables. And each table had a different color of paper on it. I gave them a little cup of white paint and a little brush, and I had painted a small pattern on, or a little bit of a pattern on each paper. Zigzag lines on one paper, simple flowers on another paper, bubbles on another one, clouds on this one, leaves on that one. Whatever table they went to, they were to look at that pattern and then create that pattern all over their paper. We cranked up the music, we listened to our song, zigzag table painted a variety of zigzags when they were finished then they could move on over and help friends at the flower table who then could move on to another table when those large pieces of paper were dry they looked just like huge pieces of painted papers that I could then use to create a large collaged background so for that I would lay out about a seven foot sheet of bulletin board paper trim down their large painted papers and create either trees, a landscape, even if it was just like the cloud painted paper and then some green paper at the bottom that had leaves painted on it, boom, we have a sky and we've got land. That easy. I would hot glue those pieces of paper in place. Again, you can see a video of that process on my YouTube channel. And then I would add their artwork to that. A question I always get when it comes to these um, large-scale collaboratives is, what do you do with the kids' artwork at the end of the year or whenever the mural comes down? Well, this mural I plan to keep up all year. It's big. It's beautiful. It took me forever to make. It ain't going nowhere. But a lot of times what I will do is when I... Okay. <laughs> I don't know where I just left off, and I have to apologize for that because, side note, we have recently adopted three cats. They are wild, and they are crazy, and they are wreaking havoc in our house right now. I just heard an enormous crash, which is why I stopped very abruptly, ran downstairs, and they look at me like I'm the guilty party. They're just staring at me like, what was that? Apparently, one of them had knocked over a chair. Let me just tell you, it was extremely loud, and I'm still got sweaty palms thinking that something terrible has happened. Cats, man. Cats. They're crazy. So I don't even know where I left off, so I'm just going to attempt to pick back up where I start. stopped, so I apologize. The life of being a cat mom. 
So after all of the papers were hot glued in place, oh, I remember I was telling y'all how I get artwork back to students without damaging it. Um, when I hot glue their artwork to that large bulletin board piece of paper or even to the wall, by the way, don't tell my admin because I'm not supposed to be using hot glue on the wall, but all y'all know nothing else sticks but hot glue. And even still, that mural is still flopping down at the corners, making my eye twitch. But again, Wednesday, not having it. So I um, usually use just a little dot of glue, hot glue on the back, and that usually pops pretty easily off of the wall without damaging the artwork. If you want to take it a step further, put masking tape in the corners on the back of the artwork where you plan on putting the hot glue, and then when you pop it off the wall, the masking tape makes it so that the artwork doesn't get torn. For the most part. I mean, there's always an exception to that. So that's just an idea if and when you decide you want to take the artwork off and pass it back to your students. Oftentimes when it's a collaborative, they don't get the artwork back. We are contributing our artwork to a greater cause for the greater good of making the school look beautiful. So it's really up to you. My students, because we've been doing collaboratives for a long time and they're used to me kind of hoarding their artwork anyway for the art show at the end of the year, they're kind of used to the fact that I'm going to hang on to their their masterpieces. So it's just up to you and how you go about um, creating your collaborative and how long it's going to be up on the wall. So once you've got your collaborative pieces finished and I've got these large seven foot by three foot banners, I then drag them out into the hallway and attempt to get them up on the wall. Now, what has made it a little bit easier for me to get them on the wall is that I do have a tack strip about six foot level on the wall, but probably about five foot because it's eye level for me, um, tack strip that I can tack or, you know, use a push pin to tack the mural up about halfway across. And then I get my ladder out and I stand up on the ladder. I put a line of hot glue across the top of the mural. And then I just gently bring the paper on up and then put a couple of lines of hot glue at the bottom. Looking at it, you would think, oh my goodness, it probably took her forever to hang it up. The hanging part doesn't take long. It's the assembling that takes a minute. And that I do on the floor in my art room. For me, it's just a lot easier. I have a lot of uh, floor space in my room for me to just spread all the papers out, rearrange them, get it all in place, hot glue it, and then drag it in the hallway and then push pin it and hot glue it to the wall that way. So that's what works for me. It is time consuming, but when it's finished, this mural is four separate, yeah, four, I had to count it in my head, four separate sections with one, at least one work of art by each student in the whole school. It's, I mean, I don't like to brag, but it's really, really sweet, beautiful. It makes me happy every time I see it. I know it's brought a lot of joy to the the faculty and the kids, of course, love seeing their artwork. And it just, it, it resonates really well to see um, the lyrics of that beautiful song. So if you're looking for a way to do a large scale project with your students and you're not sure like how to pick a theme or where to start, like I said, I've done a lot of these. This is the first time we've used a song as a reference and I, I want to do it again. It's going to be the way I feel like um, we're going to do murals in the future. But like I said, 
next go round, I definitely want to have more student involvement with picking of the song and even faculty involvement and the deciding how it will all look and how it will all come together. So anyway, guys, remember you can check it all out, take a tour of it as well on my blog and my YouTube channel. And I thank you kindly and have a wonderful day. I have nothing else to say. I'm just waiting for more sounds from the cat. So bye, guys.